Y'all welcome Brother Ron back to the uh, to Freedom Fellowship. Dr. Ron, good morning. I have to tell you this. This is important for you to hear. Um, you know, every time you go to a gas station, you you put that little gas pump into the tank and you fill your tank up, right? No, you don't do that? Okay. When I come to Freedom, it's like I'm coming to get a refueling. Uh, there's so much love in this place. And I do a lot of traveling, I go to a lot of places, but there's nothing like coming home to my family, because you are my family, and to be refueled, and to see your faces, and to watch every one of you that comes in, old, new, younger generation, people that have never been here before, and watch people walk in the door and then realize the reason why you are in this place is prophetically a bunch of years ago, there was a word that went forth that started to call these people into this relationship of love with Christ. And so the reason why you experience these things here and experience love here is because it was prophesied. It was spoken to existence and it actually exists. Every single one of you has been brought into this place because the love that is here has drawn you. This is not about religion. This is not just a normal church. This is about a kingdom expression, a place, a refueling station for people to experience and encounter the mercy, the goodness, the kindness, the love, the healing of the Lord. And when, when you see this message, the greater love known to mankind, you have to understand no greater love has there been that a man would lay down his life for his friends. And when Jesus did this for us, it was a very painful experience for him, but for us it was a very glorious experience because what it did, it gave us an opportunity to come out of darkness into light. So when I come here every time and I watch the growth and I see the different things and we pray as elders about different things, we talk about different things, and we start seeing the expression of the Holy Spirit moving, even in the streets of San Angelo, we recognize that that all stuff that was spoken to in existence years ago and we are manifesting it now. And why are we manifesting? Not because, well, it's a good thing to do. Because His love compels us. And so it's been a, a, a journey for me. I'm not, I've never really been a natural lover. I didn't know what it was. As a young man when I grew up, my expression of love came through a barrel of a rifle. <laughs> That's all I knew. I was, I was uh, brought up in hatred. I was trained and I was weaponized in hatred. And so to experience love for me was a very unusual thing. But coming into the kingdom and experiencing God's mercy, God's forgiveness, God's love, I cannot tell you how it's transformed my life, my mind. Everything I do is because he loved me first. And I have to say something about Harold and Mary Lou. is They love everyone. And I mean, there's been people... They've loved and loved and loved until they've come to a recognition of Christ. There's been people that have been broken, wounded, fallen, backslidden. They don't, they don't talk horrible about them. They weep. They cry. They share. They pray. They say, well, we're just going to continue praying. We're going to trust God. That's one, that's one thing I love about this couple is there's no guile or malice in them whatsoever. And there will be days and times when people will betray and abandon and walk away. And have attitudes and cues and all that stuff. Because that's how people are. That's the normal fallen nature of man. That's the nature of humanity. 
I lived in that nature for years. But when I came to Christ and I started to see something about God's love, it's an amazing thing. When I go and travel around the churches, there's not many churches that express love. Hey? You come in, you sit down, you keep quiet, you give your time, you sing your song and you go home. There's not much expression of love because it's religion. But over here, there's a fountain. And I want to thank you, family, for being faithful and coming back and bringing yourself every week and bringing others with you and letting them experience something that tastes different. Because the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. We need our taste buds regenerated this year. So before I start and just share something quickly, I don't want to get too long because that's, you know, this has been a real good day and I want, I want to just put a cap on it. About two months ago, a friend of mine, a very close, close friend of mine called me and said, man, I really need you to pray for my wife. She's just been diagnosed with uh, cancer on the kidney. And the doctors just say, you know, there's nothing we can really do. It's so far advanced. Would you pray? I said, absolutely not. He said, what do you mean? I said, I'm not going to pray. I said, I'm going to get in my car. I'm going to drive to your house. I'm going to come spend a day with you, or maybe even two days. And we're going to sit around the communion meal. And we're going to invite Jesus to come to the table. And so I drove up, five hours, sat with him. And when I walked in, she looked like she was 100 years old. I'd never seen her look so bad. I mean, she could hardly walk. In incredible pain, we sat down, and what we did is we just said, we're not going to cast out anything, we're just going to sit down and invite Jesus to come to the table with us. And we sat and we spoke about his goodness, we spoke about him being the healer, we spoke to him about him being merciful and gracious, and him being kind and loving, and him wanting to see the captive set free, him wanting to see the sick been healed. And we just reminded him of all these things and then we just had communion. And then she popped up and she made us dinner. <laughs> I thought, wow, okay. No medication, by the way. And she turned around and she said, you know something, what I sat, when I sat at this table, what I did is I felt Jesus' love wash over my body. Every part of my body, she said, I felt it almost like a heat, like a burning experience. And she said, I suddenly got my breath, and it was hot breath. It smelled like roses. And I could feel something change in my body. Now, they had a CAT scan with all the stuff on it. And the Monday, they went and did an MRI, and I just got home after a five-hour drive called me and said, you're not going to believe this. I said, what happened? He said, there's no cancer. It was done in peace. It was done in quiet. It was done in a lovable manner, in a peaceful, quiet manner. You have to understand, for God so loved that he gave we got to understand, this God we serve is not a merciless, killing God that requires you to live by a certain set of rules. He requires you to be full of the Spirit and be guided and directed and led by the Holy Spirit. 
And so <clears throat> that really prompted me over the Christmas period. Um, Pastor Harold, in, a while ago, and said, hey, have you ever seen this thing called Chosen? I've never seen it before. So over the Christmas period, I sat down and I watched the first, uh, there's five seasons, right? Three. The first season of Chosen. I was blown away. Whoever that guy who has played Jesus, I'm telling you, he was the embodiment of Jesus. And the things that he did and the way he did them just so touched my heart because he was so kind, so gentle, so merciful. No noise. He just put his hands on people and imparted love to them. And they were healed and they were set free. And I thought to myself, wow. I don't know about you, but I want to encourage you today. This is what I felt the Holy Spirit say to me about the church. And I want to encourage you to hear me. I want you to do everything you can to practice to be more Christ-like. Revelation 2, verse 4 to 6. But I have this against you, that you've left your first love. Therefore, remember from where you have fallen and repent. Do the deeds you did at first. Well, so I'm coming to you and I will remove your lampstand from this place. Unless you repent. There's so much hatred and vitriol in the church today. I watched a man from Tennessee scream and shout against gays and homosexuals and calling them demons and calling Democrats demons and said that people need to get out of his church. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, that is your church. It's not the church that belongs to Christ, that's for sure. And I ask myself the question, what takes you down that path of so much hatred that you would hate somebody that's created in your likeness and same image as you? What would make someone hate someone so much? Because, listen, hate is not going to get people redeemed. It's going to get people killed. The only thing that's going to redeem is love. And the only demonstration that you and I can give to this world is Jesus. Because what he says, how they will know me, is the way you love one another. And the strongest component on this earth is love. And I remember while we were sitting around this communion table, all I started to speak is about the love of Jesus would wash over the pain, would wash over these different areas of a body that were broken, that the love of Jesus will fall every mortal cell of the body. Because don't forget, his DNA is in us. Let all that you do be done in love. Colossians says this, above all this, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. You know, when Frank was talking about the offering, there's so much stuff that takes place when you talk to people about money in the kingdom. And there's so much vitriol that comes out of that. But just imagine if you could sow a gift in love. I was in Orlando a couple of months back and somebody walked up to me and gave me $500 cash and $100 bills. And whenever I get $100 bills, I always know it's not for me. So I had in my wallet and I was driving from Orlando. I was driving to my daughter's in Gainesville, Florida. And halfway on the road, I was compelled to stop at this gas station because I needed to use the restroom. And when I walked past, there was a young girl that was 
rifling through the trunk of a car, weeping and sobbing. And I walked in, went, did my business and came out. And when I walked back, the Holy Spirit said, stop and talk to her. And I went to her, are you okay? Can I help you? Is there anything going on? She said, I gave somebody a ride here and they stole my wallet. And um, I don't have gas money and I'm a student. I've just finished semester and I'm driving home to my mother's house in Miami and I'm, I'm stuck. I can't find my wallet. And I'm, I'm just stuck. I said, well, that's a good thing. She said, what's good about that? I said, good thing is God stopped me on the road, gave me $500 yesterday, which I'm giving to you right now. And she burst into tears. She said, why would you do that? I said, because God wants you to know how much he loves you. That he, he interceded and intervened yesterday on your behalf. Because he knew that you would encounter the situation today. And he didn't want you to be stuck. That's how much he loves you. And she burst and said, would you please pray for me? I prayed for her. Never seen, heard from her again. But that's what I'm saying. Just do the things you did at first. Just go out there and do the things. Love people. You know, I love what Wes and them are doing down in the, in the pantry down here, feeding people. I mean, the people that come in there, they come every week, they're broken, they're disheveled. But you know what those guys do? They just love them. And yeah, give them a box of food. But the key is love. <laughs> you know, it's only money. God can replace that stuff like that. I'm telling you, I've seen God wake people up in the middle of the night and compel them to do things. Greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. So for 2023, I want to charge you as the family, la familia. I'm going to charge you to be lovers of God, lovers of Christ, lovers of the Spirit, and lovers of those that God brings across your path. I don't care if it costs you everything, because God is one who can recompense all things to you. So it doesn't matter what you give or do or say. It doesn't matter how embarrassed someone will make you or anything like that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because in actual fact, you're dead. You're alive in Christ. You're a new creation. All things have passed away. It's not about your reputation. It's about his reputation. Anyone who, anyone, and 1 John 4 says, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. And so all I want to encourage you is, as, as saints in the, is to know this. The way the world will know that Jesus is real is by the love that you have for one another. I want to encourage you to continue loving. I'm not talking about eros. I'm not talking about filio. I'm talking about agape, the love of God, God's love that has infused itself into you. Because, you know, the greatest thing that love does, love covers Love conquers. Love overcomes. Love believes the best. Now, I'm tired of seeing all the hatred and the virtual. I'm tired of it. I just want to hide myself in a hole. I just don't want to see it anymore. I've lived my life, experiencing my whole life. I want to see something different today. 
I want to experience something different. You know, there's an apostle of love. And it's just amazing when you start looking at the book of John and you start reading the relationship between God and Jesus and how they honor each other. It's a beautiful thing. There's such a recognition of how they love one another. Father, you gave them to me. I've given them everything you have given me. Now I give them back to you that you would preserve them. That's the love that he has with his father and the love that he has for us is that he came that we should experience redemption and all the things that the kingdom has for us. If you don't have a job, if you're sick, all the things, there's, there's, there's sufficiency in the kingdom to provide for all things. If you're broken, if you're wounded, if you're lonely, there's sufficiency in the kingdom for all those. All you have to do is help me, Father. Does this make sense? To fire people. I'm not here to challenge or chastise. I'm just here to give you the word that I feel. The word this year that I believe the Holy Spirit said to me that we shall abound. We've been abased, but we'll abound. And when you abound, that is in everything, in all good things that you should abound. So I declare to you today, Freedom Fellowship, that you will abound in all good things. You'll abound in provision. You'll abound in opportunity. You'll abound in prosperity. You'll abound in joy that your family will be filled. When you see people come to the baptism like that, a whole family together, that is a beautiful picture. I mean, that's something an artist can capture. That's beautiful. See, God is continually doing this kind of stuff. And he's using broken, recreated vessels to do that beautiful work of bringing people into the knowledge of Christ. So I just encourage you, don't give up on love. You know, it's a beautiful thing. I know we celebrate St. Valentine's Day once a year in February, so 14th, February the 14th, right? How about we celebrate Valentine's Day every day? How about we just love people every day? How about we just bless people every day? How about that? Let's, let's try that. Maybe that, will, maybe that will change and heal our nation. Maybe go to somebody that's, that you think is unacceptable and just love them and bless them and give them something that you would never give them before. You may change their mind. You may change their heart. That's, that's a good thing. Yeah? I always love it when I'm in a restaurant and there's a, a, a server comes to serve me. And I just ask the Holy Spirit, give me something, give me something, give me something to say to them. <laughs> you know, I'm always waiting for something. God, give me something. Because I know his desire is to bless. Well, I've got to really fast and pray. You don't have to fast and pray. You just have to hear. Because God's desire is that no one should perish, but all should come to the knowledge of salvation. So any time you're in a situation and you need something for someone, ask him. He'll give it. You don't have to be prophetic. You have the Holy Spirit in you. So, Father, I thank you for these people today. That you would preserve them in love. And that you would anoint them in the Holy Spirit for wisdom. In Jesus' name. Okay. I don't know if you can feel the love of God here today. But I can. And I tell you, it's, 
It reminds me of Cinnabon. You know, like those cinnamon little thingies, you know, those little things that they make them in the mall and they smell that cinnamon and it just grabs you by the nose and it just moves you down that pathway. And before you know where you've got a, you got a box of cinnabons in your hand. <laughs> I mean, the first time I smelled it, is that stuff even legal? It's so full of, but man, the cinnamon is what draws you. And one of the portions of the anointing oil is cinnamon because it attracts. And I believe this morning this, the Holy Spirit is here like cinnamon in healing because cinnamon carries tremendous healing capacity, restoring, healing your body. There's many of you that may be suffering today with things like um, diabetes and prediabetes and all that sort of cinnamon is powerful for that. But just don't take it in a spoon and try and swallow it because you'll choke. <laughs> but there's the cinnamon fragrance of the Holy Spirit here this morning. I smell it very strong. And there's some of you today that need to be healed. And cinnamon is that healing balm, that fragrance that just... Mm. And I just released that anointing today, Father, that you would just empower disappointment to be broken. That you empower today, Father, abandonment to be removed, poverty to be stripped away, hatred and anger to change the fragrance of their mouth through the anointing of the Holy Spirit so that the words that come out of the mouth can be savored with love. I pray today, Father, for the supernatural anointing of the Holy Spirit just to Wash upon the water of the deep and recreate things, Father, that have died. Relationships, purposes. I release that in Jesus' name. You know, as these words go out, they because the Holy Spirit has empowered them, they go out like this to the individual, but they also go around because the Spirit of God is omniscient, omnipresent. So words don't just go to one person, they, they just touch everybody. And if the church would grasp a revelation of truly what the prophetic is and what it can do, and they would partner with it, we could change culture. You know, we wouldn't have to worry about the media. We could change culture because the sound... Look, God is continually speaking. You know, he's, he said, let there be light, and light was. And there's still light being produced in universes and quasars and stars that are still producing because his word goes forth and it doesn't return void. It returns with, the, with, with what it was sent out to produce. So the words will go out and they will produce and they will, they will come to fruition. I had a man write me the other day. I didn't even know where he's from. I mean, 20, 30 years ago, I prophesied over this man. And he wrote me and he said, you're not going to believe it. Well, I believe it. But everything you said to me has just today happened. I said, well, what do you mean? He said, 25 years ago, I had an uncle steal our family inheritance as he was working on the estate of our family, he stole the, the whole estate of the inheritance. All our oil, all our production, everything that's gone on for the last 27 years, 
And then he passed away last year. But today the courts found in our favor and they're returning to us our whole inheritance that was stolen 25 years ago. 25 years. If God has to remove someone out the way to st that is stopping your inheritance, you know something? <laughs> he does. There was a situation with um, William McDowell years ago that he was going through a battle with a property in Orlando to try and have the property for them to get a certificate of entrance where they could actually have fellowship. And the city council fought against him, stopped him for two years. And at a prophetic meeting, I went up to him and said, there's a spirit of Jezebel that's stopping what God has called you to do. But believe me, God's going to eradicate it very soon. It wasn't two or three months later they had meetings with this um, city council. And they presented their case to the city council. And one of the men stood up and he said, I vehemently fight against you and deny your entrance to this building, and he fell down stone dead in city council. And guess what? They immediately approved. <laughs> you see, we're coming back into the Ananias and Sapphira days, where the power of God is working, and people will recognize it, and the fear of the Lord will be the beginning of wisdom. I'm telling you right now, it's time for you to... In, in, ingratiate yourself in the wisdom of God. I work and consult with businessmen and I'm amazed sometimes at the things God gives me when I'm ministering to these guys. It's amazing stuff that I have no knowledge of that he suddenly pops into my spirit and when I say it, the guys look astounded. Well, I don't know why they're astounded because, you know, God knows everything. He doesn't need Google. And so you have access to this supernatural that you can access anything you need. All you have to do is ask. So I want to encourage you. This year, please hear me as a voice of one that's in the wilderness, that's crying out. Listen to me. Do all you can to discover and experience God's love in your life so that it can transform you from the inside out. And then go and give that to whoever he takes you to. Give what you have. Give it all away because the only way you get more is when you give it away. If you don't give it away, it stagnates. It's like the manna. You can't keep it. Give that stuff away. If it's money, if it's blessing, if it's opportunity, whatever it is, give it away and trust God. Because let me tell you, He is the rewarder of the faithful. So I would declare today in Jesus' name that I want to say this to you very clearly. This year, you shall abound in all things, in grace, in mercy, and love, and compassion. Go out into the streets, and the highways, and byways, and the marketplace, and the restaurants, and make his name known. Don't preach the gospel. Be the gospel. Demonstrate his goodness. Demonstrate his goodness. Because that's the most powerful message you don't have to even open your mind. Demonstrate. Acts of kindness. Acts of mercy. Acts of goodness. Just lavish your love on people and you watch what God does to them. I don't care how vile and virtual and anger they are. 
they will change.